Why did you contact us? You contacted us. We were just listening. And there are others? Many others. Live long and prosper. How you doing? Hey, Scott. I'm doing fine. How you doing? Hey, welcome here to the Sci-Fi Diner Conversation. Sci-Fi Conversations here at the diner tonight. Come take a seat, pull up a chair, and let's talk about what you guys are chatting about regarding sci-fi. Tell us what you're watching. Yeah, yeah. And this is just a time for us to kind of dialogue about some of what we're watching, what we're into, and kind of respond to some of what you're saying. And some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, what's been in the what's been going on in the sci-fi world for you, other than keeping up with the shows, which we obviously will talk about as people uh, kind of share them here? Well, uh, I recently uh, downloaded a new uh, Star Trek novel for my uh, Kindle. Uh, which written, one was this one? Um, oh, the, oh, forgive me. The title loses me. It's it's it's, one, it's it's the most recent one written by David Allen Mack. Um, oh yeah, I did. Good. Uh, kind of in the, in the Destiny series. Um, so I just started reading that. I'm enjoying that so far. And you're reading The Force Unleashed? I'm, I'm reading The Force Unleashed about two-thirds of the way in. And you're enjoying that? Yes. And it's, what's really cool is we had a chance to talk to um, the actor who, yeah, Sam Whitwer. who brought that character, helped bring that character to life, I, yeah. I should say. He reprises a role in The Force Unleashed, too, which is out. Oh, very good. Yeah, it just came out. I thought, well, about a month ago, I guess. Mm-hmm. October. I guess it's over a month now. <laughs> but... Well, my sci-fi world, I went and saw Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I was not a fan. Not impressed. I know uh, some some of you guys are going to like hate you for this. I mentioned this on the Facebook fan page that you know part of my issue is I did not watch any of the Harry Potter. I watched Harry Potter one and two, and then didn't watch any of the ones in between, and then watched Harry Potter seven. Mm-hmm. I read the first book and half the second one, and never got any further. Uh, so I feel like I did a little bit of injustice going to see it because the movie does not set you up if you're not a Harry Potter reader or haven't been following the story. Okay. So you can't just kind of leap in there and say, oh, this is a great movie, mm-hmm. which is what I did. So I have been, guys listening, all right, if you follow Facebook fan page, right, uh, I have begun reading book seven. Oh. And I'm enjoying the movie a lot better having a little bit more background. I'm mm-hmm. understanding a little bit more what happened in the movie having a little bit more of that background. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying, you know, Mr. Dale reading the book. So I, I love it. I'm listening to the audio CD of it, and it's a pretty wonderful book. Okay, good. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished Next Generation Season 5, as I mentioned, and had a blog post. If you want to read my blog post on that, I finished Next Generation Season 5. Phenomenal ending to the season. Mm-hmm. Data thrown back in time. Oh, yeah. And then uh, trying to figure out what's going on. Mm-hmm. However, because... Season six was not available on Netflix. They sent me Voyager, season one, just oh. one. And so I began to watch Voyager, and I fell in love with Voyager. Three, three episodes in, and I love it. And it felt so refreshed 
compared uh, so fresh that a uh, compared to next generation, which mm-hmm. I love next generation, but mm-hmm. this felt freshness to it. So that was my whole post. Well, it's a whole different. I mean, di- di- different crew, different ship, and it's Star Trek lost but, in space. But, it, it, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's that, that's that, that, it is Star Trek lost in space. Yeah. Tossed into another galaxy, and now they got to find a way home. Right. I mean. It's Farscape in space. You know, whatever it is, it's been done before. It's been done before, and sometimes it's done... That one was done pretty good. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm enjoying the first three episodes. I don't know when I'll actually begin the rest. It depends what Netflix sends them to me. It gets better. Yeah. I mean, I, I think... Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, if I'm enjoying the first three episodes, it gets better. I like to hear that. Okay. I like to hear that. Um, we, of course... Um, we discussed right before the show started that we had both finished watching the event, the mm-hmm. latest event that happened Monday night. And listeners really didn't get a chance to respond to the event on Facebook or anything. But wow, good episode, huh? Oh, very good. Yeah. Now they were claiming that this was a profound and changes the game on the event. Did you feel it did that? Not. Yes. Yes and no. I mean, we didn't see anybody killed off. Really, well, we did see the one, the one guy who was after um, uh, the two characters' names are looming at the moment. But I mean, I don't know if it's really moved them, moved the plot along. I mean, it was good, but it was just. Uh, I guess there's some revelation. The satellite's a revelation, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. And they're still they're still looking for that one girl's sister. Well, also, there you know, is, is this girl's father one of those? Aliens, yes, yeah, they're they're kind of suggesting it's an alien race now, right? Right, because she was looking at the pic, you know, pic, well, pictures of of him from dating back to the forties, and he looks like he hasn't aged a day since. Uh, it doesn't see. It seems like they're straying away from the parallel universe idea, which is kind of what we were going with at least earlier. So we, we don't know where these people come from. Yeah, are they are they aliens from another planet? Do they come from another time? You know, they, they they've still kind of left that question unanswered. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, we also talked about the whole fringe moving to Friday, and people had all sorts of comments regarding that. And we talked about this in the regular show a little bit, but wow, people um, people were not real happy about this, huh, Miles? It definitely um, definitely had a reaction. Yeah, let me see if I can find the show notes in that. Oh, here it is. Um, people were saying. Um, it might save the show. I think is what you tweeted out. At least it's not Saturday like NBC did the kidnapped, which I did not watch. Kidnapped. That was Jason that actually did that. Uh, Jen said, no, say it ain't so. There's everything on Friday nights, too. I watch Smallville, Supernatural, Sanctuary, Friday nights, and I wish you would move it to like Wednesday nights where nothing's on. <laughs> and Jason agreed that Wednesdays were pretty slow. But uh, you mentioned Smallville's ending soon, and who knows? I hope. I hope it's not that slot for it. No, I, Fringe is such a, just such a great show. Uh, it's, um, I would be very disappointed if they cancel it. Um, I, I used to be on Tuesday nights. I don't know why they just they moved it to Thursday nights to give it more competitive edge. I don't know. I don't know why. But mm-hmm. whatever. Oh, by the way, I tweeted out that it was good to see Kevin Sorbo in Hawaii Five O, and Kevin actually responded back and said, "Book him, Dano. Wait." That hot babe booked me. Oh well, <laughs> Grace Park, I guess it booked him, and uh, that's what it was, and so on. Um, I had to tell. I have to tell the story, and then we'll get into some of your listener feedback here. But I tell a story. I was on my way to Burger King with my son the other night, and he informs me from the back seat that we have to go buy guns. Now oh, this is like out of nowhere. I'm like, buy guns? What do you mean? Yeah, we we need to buy guns, and so so we can shoot trees with rocks. 
<laughs> I was like, okay. Um, and then, uh, then uh, Brady wrote back and said, you're the reason M. Night Shyamalan made the movie The Happening. <laughs> Which, you know, nature, have you seen the movie? Nature kind of takes revenge on humanity. <laughs> so, so that was kind of the, the fun thing. So I thought that was kind of cute. So I didn't. I, well, I, I'm not familiar with that movie, but I mean, uh, but still f- funny coming out of your son's mouth. Oh, it is. It's by guns when you shoot rocks at trees. All right. Well, Wayne Henderson wrote um, about a movie called The Adjustment Bureau that I did not actually hear. This is kind of semi-sci-fi. And he said, "I'm looking forward to the next Philip K. Dick story adapted into a movie. Adjustment Bureau comes out in a few months and stars Matt Damon and looks very fringish. At first glance, it may look like a ripoff of Fringe's Observers, except that." Philip K. Dick wrote this about 50 years ago. Hmm. So uh kind of got me interested. I don't know much about this movie. Uh, so uh, thanks, Wayne, for pointing that out. Might be might something we have to keep an eye out for. Yeah, I'll be curious. Will the film take place in modern day? Or if it was written 50 years ago, maybe it would take place... Well, Philip K. Dick does kind of futuristic. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a Blade Runner guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, he's Blade Runner, man. I mean, he, you know, there's futuristic visions, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you take this note from Carl? Okay. Scott Miles, I am new to the podcast, but really enjoy it. I am a graphic designer and I listen to a, a lot of TV and sci-fi podcasts. In, in my opinion, your website graphics, your guests, the show, and the production values of your podcast are first rate. No, oh, thanks a lot. Yes, thank you. Yeah, we appreciate that. Uh, your talk of a possible X-Files movie 3 movie got me thinking, how do, how much does it matter to you how a series concludes? I ask this because I really love X-Files, but was really disappointed in how it finished off its run. So I don't have a strong feelings about the X-Files movie, except for the hope that it, it could revise history and give a more satisfying ending. Also, what, what were your favorite series endings and which ones left you wanting more? Without too many spoilers, if you can, in, in case you, you pique our interest for a new watch. Look forward to uh, keeping up with the podcast. Carl from uh, New York. Thank you, Carl, for writing in. And wow, some good questions here. So let's, let's kind of tear apart some of his questions. So he said, how much does it matter to you how a series concludes? Miles, why don't you start? Well... Battlestar Galactica. Let's just take. Um, I, <laughs> I love the going to come up. Love the show, but didn't necessarily love the ending. Um, in one, one sense, I, I, I mean, I thought maybe that was the only way they could end the show, as far as as far as just kind of assimilating with humanity in a distant past. Um, but honestly, I, I still felt it very unsatisfying. You know, it may make a little bit of difference if a show knows its ending. And is able to wrap itself up. We might almost have to have two categories of shows here. Because you take a a show like Flash Forward, which ends at a huge cliffhanger and can't resolve itself because it's been canceled. Or Sarah Connor Chronicles. Right. Right. End at a cliffhanger. So a good ending, but Mm -hmm. doesn't really resolve anything because the show has been canceled. Right. Versus versus a show like The X-Files, our dollhouse, our Star Galactica, where they are given enough notice that they're able to to provide some sort of wrap-up for the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so maybe we have to kind of distinguish that. See, I like the Battlestar ending. And I know we had kind of dialogue just about before. Um, but I agree that the X-Files ending, other than bringing a bunch of characters that we haven't seen in a while, like Sigman back, was kind of a, maybe not a real satisfying ending to mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of the dollhouse ending? Uh, I thought, I thought that was done, that, that I did like. I thought that was done, you know, where they, where they went ahead in the future, um, 10 years or however long yeah. it was. Um, but, uh, sorry to see some characters get killed off in it, but I thought they wrapped it up very well. Yeah, it would maybe a bit rushed, but 
in the epitaph, the epitaphs kind of give us that mm-hmm. that, that look. And yeah, Felicia Day is in it. Yes, and Summer Glau, and Summer Glau. Like, come on, yeah. well, it was only a, we, we we didn't get a lot of Summer Glau, but we got a little. We didn't get a lot of Felicia Day either, for that matter. Just the two epitaphs. That's true. So, uh, but other 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 endings I'm thinking of. Um, well, Star Trek: Next Generation. I mean, they said we're you know it was we're, this is our seventh season. We're we're coming. We're going to wrap it up, and that they 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 ended that time when they were still on top. Nobody was nobody was threatening to pull a plug on them. It was like they they were going to go start. And did season seven end well? Seven seventeen ended very well. I thought it was a very satisfying. And did they wrap that up with the movie then? Well, because they destroy it in the movie. Well, they destroy the ship in the movie. But what they do? I mean, as far as what it, it kind of, the way they ended the show was. They kind of it was a very it was a, well it had Q in it so you had you know Q was in the the first episode right uh, but and he was in the last episode so you kind of bookend the show a little bit yeah exactly uh, and is that true for most of the other Star Trek series I, I think for the most part we, yeah I, th- I think um, D Space Nine I thought it was the the conclusion of the whole uh, Dominion War thing I think that ended well. Uh, Voyager, you know, I don't think I'm giving like too many spoilers away. It's all <laughs> they do end up making it home. Uh, Enterprise, I think, unfortunately, that that didn't end as well uh, because the producer, that well, the producers pulled the plug on that one, and uh, I, I think anybody who has seen the last episode of Enterprise would probably agree with me that it was not that was not the episode they should have uh, ended it with. Yeah. Well, when the producers pull the plug or the plug's pulled, there's not a lot you can do sometimes. Right. I mean, think of Firefly. It just kind of ends. We don't get the story. We get we get the movie, which kind of gives a little bit more of a wrap-up, but not the series itself didn't really wrap up that well. Right, and that's that's a whole other topic altogether. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so, again, maybe distinguishing between shows who are given the chance to wrap up and those that aren't. Mm-hmm. And there's maybe two separate categories there. Um but it, I think it does matter to answer your question how the series concludes, and we obviously have ones that we liked and that we don't like. Um, so what were some of our favorite endings? We kind of answered this already, and what left you wanting more? I think the ones that end like like uh, Flash Forward and um, – oh, what other ones? Flash Forward and uh, we said uh, Enterprise were end. Mm-hmm. We aren't giving it – we're giving it a chance to end it. They leave us wanting a little bit more. Uh, Terminator, Surf, Chronicon. Yeah, left us wanting a bit more. Uh, I think the Lost ending, I did not watch the Lost ending, but that left people very dissatisfied. That's what opinion. I hear, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of hearings. So that's what I'm hearing of that. Um, please, uh, let us know what, what series that have ended that you've enjoyed the, the, the conclusions of the series are ones that you didn't like. Let us know those as well. Let us know your thoughts on this topic. Everyone coming here at the diner, we would love to hear from you. That could be a sci- that could be a sci-fi five and five. Itself. That could be that could be definitely a- either great endings or bad endings. Yeah, uh, Colin wrote in said great Kevin Sorbo interview. By the way, loved the outtake at the end. Just wanted to wish all of you at Sci-Fi Diner a great Thanksgiving. He sent a photo that <clears throat> is interesting. So <laughs> yeah, um, and Miles, this is from Kalis. Why don't you go ahead and read this? Okay. Oh, by the thanks, Colin, for sending mm-hmm. that in. By the way. Scott Miles, I have never been a huge Kevin Sorbo fan. I didn't watch Hercules at all. I did watch Andromeda occasionally. My Sorbo fandom position has changed thanks to your interview. I was not aware that he is a former educator. I found his comments on education refreshing, intelligent, and very informed. We thought so, too. I'm sure, Scott, there, there are times when we as educators become very frustrated in these, these times of uh, no child left behind where all academic competition is being removed from the classroom, forcing us to constantly dumb down our curriculum in a feeble attempt to level the playing field. 
Uh, Mr. Sorbo did an outstanding job explaining one of the root problems in our country's educational system. I'll be sharing this interview with other members of the staff at, at the school I teach in. As always, your interview with Kevin Sorbo has once again proved that Sci-Fi Diner is one of the best, if not the best, podcasts available. Very classy stuff. And we get a rallying kapla from Kalis and... Uh, so, uh, Kalis, thank you for those very kind comments. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, I'm, you know, hey, we're glad that you're enjoying the podcast, and we'll continue to try to put out the best that we can. We were just very fortunate to, uh, to interview uh, uh, Kevin Sorbo. I mean, he's uh, very, you know, you think he plays Hercules, not a very deep show, <laughs> but uh, he's a very deep guy. Oh, yeah, very, and very involved in his community. I think that was really cool. Yeah, he has his own, um, uh, I was, it's kind of a charity, but it's just also just a, uh, you know, um, he, uh, you know, act, act, he's very active in just, you know, working with kids and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I, you know, very good. But thanks again for listening in today, sharing us with, we're going to be sharing with educators. That's, um, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's, that's something, right? right? Yeah. Well, thanks, Kalis, again for, uh, sending that in and, uh, appreciate the kind words. Colin, this is Colin wrote in again, and this is kind of his take on some of the TV shows and that he's been watching, and so I kind of broke this up again, so uh, we'll kind of dialogue about different pieces of the email here. Colin wrote, as far as the whole TV scheduling thing, I just wish they wouldn't put so many shows on Tuesday nights sometimes, because I, for one, watch a lot of television shows, and sometimes it's really tough on Tuesday nights. I wish you would put some on Wednesday nights, because that's when is really it's kind of a dead night for TV, except for when I, the only show, except for what I watch. Uh, shows like Ma- The Middle or Modern Family, and that's about it for Wednesday. They keep putting everything on every other night, and then they're saying they're going to put Fringe on Friday nights. Geez, that's a hard night, too, because I go out most Friday nights, and if I feel secure enough knowing that the DVR ratings counted, does anyone know for sure if it does? I wish that somehow you could figure out how to get one of those Nielsen rating boxes. It would be great, but I'm hoping that if anything, they put Fringe on then at 8 p.m. after Smallville ends, because that's the time slot that will be open. Sheesh. Anyways, I'm sorry for another long rant. Just wish sometimes I control over the TV schedule. Colin, you can rant as much as you want. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 and we, and I think most people are agreeing with you. Friday nights may not be the best move, but not a terrible move for Fringe either. I think is what we're kind yeah. of feeling. I, yeah, I don't, I, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to be the death blow yet. And I don't know. How do you get a Nielsen box? Do you have to write in Nielsen and say, "Give me a box"? That's that would be an interesting question. Maybe we should do some research on that. One. And I thought somehow they get an idea of how much, how many shows are being watched. They can tell that just from. I, I think they used to send out surveys to people. I filled out one of those surveys. Before. Okay, it was about eight years ago. I filled out one of those mm-hmm. surveys, but it's been a while. But yeah, I don't know. I you know I thought they'd be able to track that through digital satellite now or cable views. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, Colin, I'm with you on the whole DVR thing. I mean, um, that's I don't get a chance often to watch the shows when they're on TV that night. I'll usually DVR it and watch it. Sometimes a couple of days later. You know, this is another, we talked about this before, so this is kind of, you know, beating a dead horse, but the networks have to catch up with, with modern mm-hmm. society, modern times. Yeah, they have to catch up with, how, how viewers watch TV now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about thoughts on Stargate? As for also Stargate Universe has been getting lately for the past few episodes especially, I was only wondering what happened to the character uh, uh, Jin Amanda uh, Perry was the other one. I kept uh, wondering what the guy uh, Simeon did to her at the end of the other one, whether he killed her or what. I was shocked when she turned out to be dead because I that, that kept wondering 
I guess when uh, uh, they got killed, when when you're out of your body like that with these uh, communication stones that you die on the other end, uh, you, had, you had to feel bad for Eli. It was really a mixed bag when it comes to uh, Rush because uh, one minute you like the guy and the next he's kind of uh, shifty, especially when there has to be a line when you use those stones and uh, you either uh, bring somebody that you're you involved into into somebody else's body that uh, somebody else might be involved in, and then the past week episode I thought with, with the cool effects in it with uh, when Simeon was being run over by the rampage of all those alien slash looking dinosaurs, I thought that was looked cool. This Tuesday's episode also does well when the people who were left behind come looking for them. So that makes me wonder if they actually have Lieutenant Tamara Johnson's baby or not. This should be interesting. And we watched that episode. That was a great episode. That was a fantastic episode. And I, I actually had new respect for uh, uh, Rush. I mean, uh, you don't want to screw with Rush. Um, <laughs> after watching this episode, I mean, he's maybe are you talking? Are you talking about the episode where he's left on the planet again? Well, when he's going after Simeon. Oh, yeah, that, that, I'm talking about the episode after that. But go ahead, talk about that episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that, that one was just, um, well, well, when you see Simeon get his comeuppance, I mean, uh, you just knew that whatever, that was just gonna add in badly with him. I mean, uh, he was gonna take some people out with him, and boy did he. I mean, uh. Boy, he was pretty brutal. And so, uh, but, uh, Rush, I mean, uh, he's, tracking him on the planet and um he uses these, these this rampage of uh dinosaurs to uh take him out i mean he's just very clever uh in how he did it i mean he's not the most i mean physically he's not the he's, he's not a soldier he's not the strongest toughest guy in the world but he knows how to get the job done and what he did with getting those dinosaurs to take out simeon and then then him taking out simeon um just you just don't screw with Rush. No, you definitely do not screw with Rush. And what about, uh, I made the comment, like, SGU, this last one, about this whole them, the people coming back from the planet they left behind. Mm-hmm. Interesting episode. Um, and I just, I, I commented on Facebook about that episode. I said, now tonight's SGU was a fascinating concept, what it means to live, to die, to face and accept death, and what it means to have faith. On a less philosophical note, I assume that the last guy in, uh, it, on Eden didn't really die because they don't show like the, the aliens come before he dies. That was uh, that was curious to me too. I and mean, he doesn't die in the episode. You don't see him die at the end of the episode, right? No, so he's quite possibly going to be in this week's episode. This is a mid-season finale tonight, right? Yeah, I believe you're right. I believe yeah. you're right. So we'll see what happens. Now, Matt, 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 um, our friend Matt Mather totally ripped the episode apart. He said, okay, where do I begin with how ridiculously re- written this episode was? I'll make this short and sweet to save time. Part of the plot, almost on all the planet are dead to hypothermia. Solution. They deserve to die on their own stupidity. Reason? Reason. These are scientists, some of the smartest people in the world. Because he worked at SG, and instead of making, oh, I don't know, bonfires or fireplace in the forest where they were living, instead they made tiny candles to keep themselves warm. I guess they didn't want to hurt any more trees, so he decided to freeze to death instead of cutting some down to stay warm. This episode was absolutely horribly thought out, and that's just a fraction of the mistakes they made. Poor, poor, poor. So he really ripped it. But I kind of commented, I said, you know, I said, it's kind of funny. I said, it's, it's interesting. It amazes me how different people view episodes. Mm-hmm. I love this episode. Um, I think maybe I'm willing to suspend my disbelief. He's right in saying what he did. Yeah. If you think about scientific and logically, it's holes in the story plot. Oh, but I, uh, but I liked it. Yeah, I'm willing to still forgive it because it's, I mean, 
I, I could still suspend my disbelief there. I mean, because it exports interesting themes like about life and death and spirituality, and spirituality a little bit, yeah, and so. maybe something these alien beings. There's a mystery about who 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 and what they are, um, and what this guy saw at the end. I mean, uh, that was the last thing he saw. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it was a good episode. Um, they got a shuttle back, which they they can kind of, they kind of need. So that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Colin goes on to talk about no ordinary family has just been okay so far. Not great, but not bad either. Then there's from Thursday night stuff, the Big Bang Theory. I must say it's been really good the past couple of episodes now. I thought it was cute when Penny was trying to pretend that she's still going out with Letter because he's the only guy her father really liked. I had to look it up, but I thought that was Keith Carradine playing her father in this one who is David Carradine's brother. I also enjoyed last week's episode where they all wanted to see re-releases of the Indiana Jones because it had 21 extra seconds added to the movie. Yeah, I don't know if I would actually do that myself. I would always wait to see it somehow if that were real. LOL, I just like when they come out with the Back to the Future movies back in theater on its anniversary as much as I probably would have liked to have seen that. I kept saying to myself, when I have the box set ready, what can we do? I have a little quibble about that. Uh, still cute, though. And this might be Jen and Colin, just by the way. I, inter- I kind of interspersed her email. So, Jen, this is Jen from New York, I think, wrote that, and Colin writing some of this. So kind of combining your emails because they talk about some of the same shows. Mm-hmm. And, and actually, Colin then writes in, he interjects to say, um, Hi, guys, I burned through three episodes of The Big Bang to catch up over here. I think that the humor is as strong as ever. My favorite is Sheldon using TV screen to interact with the world. V is still okay, although I think its pacing is a little slow, albeit an upward trend. On a plus note, for all Trek fans, the latest buzz is that the new movie villain will not be Khan. This I'm extremely glad about. If you're going to the new direction, why retread old ground? Keep the awesomeness coming, guys. So that's from Colin in England. So thanks, Colin, for that and for your comments. So tell me about Big Bang Theory. Uh, Big Bang is hilarious. Uh, you you, you, gotta, you need to watch it sometime. It's, <laughs> both those episodes, um, well, the episode particular, the one before last, where that, that, that's where they run into uh, evil Will Wheaton um, at the um, – at the, at the at the showing of uh, the Indiana Jones movie, it was the, the end was just hilarious. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna definitely have to get get caught up on the other seasons of this. Uh, my wife and I are really enjoying Big Bang Theory. Yeah. So we have a few more comments here. We'll just uh, try and motor along through these emails. And again, this is a combination of I think that's all for Colin, and most of this is Jen. Then. As for Fringe, his past one was really good, but I'm still kind of unclear as how Olivia's powers work. They were able to pull her back to the other side again, but at least she was able to actually get a message to Peter. So I was wondering if how this parallel universe story will last. I hate the fact that we have to wait two weeks for the next show. There's one this week, obviously. And a new one, a couple of our favorite shows. Understandable. It's a holiday. But still, whenever these shows go on hiatus, I get so, such withdrawal. It's not funny. It's hard to know exactly how, that, how Fringe is going to work. Yeah, I'm not sure how... Um Olivia's power ability works. It obviously has its problems because she can't stay in her own universe. Um, but uh, some more on Smallville. Uh, Smallville has been really good too. The last one called Abandoned was nice to see Terry Hatcher play uh, Lois's mom, even if it was through a VHS tape. And I was also thinking it was nice to see uh, VHS. All lots of laughs. I thought it was a nice uh, passing the torch sort of thing between the two Loises. I, I would have to agree. And it was interesting that Lois also tried to get uh, Jorel talk to uh, Clark slash Kalil. But then it showed him a, a video of his own parents. It was nice to see uh, Helen Slater also as uh, Laura again. And as for this whole uh, 
uh, Vigilante uh, Registration Act. It's a bit of a stretch for the show without getting too political. I wish they would leave stuff like that out of, t- of these shows, but I guess it's kind of hard when you get a guy character like Superman. But it was also cool seeing Aquaman again, and I was interested to see them get Lois involved and the little team like like that in the Watchtower with uh, Tess. Yeah, and um, what are you thinking of Smallville? Smallville has been doing great lately, and um, best season in a while. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they, they are really going all out and, and really making this uh, um, end really well. And it was, it was cool seeing Michael Hogan guest star uh, in that's right, Colonel Ty, Colonel Ty himself, and uh, we might see him again. Um, uh, the, the way the way they implied it, so. Um, yeah. The whole vigilante act sort of reminds me of some some of the stuff they did with uh, X Men. If I remember correctly, they want to do something similar there too. Yeah, register the mutants or something. Yeah, when they're talking about an Aquaman spinoff here, she goes on to say that um, I've read somewhere it might be possible that Aquaman will be made into a movie, and uh, why is they can do that? And now, why is it they can do that? I have so much trouble making one, and have so much trouble making Wonder Woman into a movie. Geez, I wish we would take a look at the character like Xena, Warrior Princess. She did well on TV. He was an Amazon type character like Wonder Woman, but a little darker. But still, she was awesome. Why can't they take a cue from her? <laughs> I don't know. Excellent question. Uh, but I think they tried Aquaman on TV a couple, a few years back. Uh, they, they made a pilot, but I guess it, it didn't get. Um, um, I don't think it got shown on TV. I think it's. I guess they just decided straight not to. Straight to DVD. I mean, yeah. How do we get it there? I think you could get it on iTunes a while ago, and they actually it wasn't. They, they used the actor who ended up playing uh, Green Arrow play Aquaman in this uh, uh, pilot. Um, so, yeah. but th- yeah, the, so th- they tried with Aquaman, just it, it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's finish up Jen's email here. But have you guys seen the movie trailer for for Thor? That looks really awesome. They showed. No, it. I have not. Have you, Miles? No, I haven't. We'll have to find a trailer. We'll have to talk about that in the next show. Um, but they showed a lot of it. They showed a lot of that too. And Green Lantern they showed this week as well, which we did see. Uh, I went to see Harry Potter: The Deathly Hallows this weekend, and it was good. So she she liked it. Just I guess it's so hard when you have uh, such high expectations from a book, and most of it I felt they did pretty closely to the book. But the rest of it, I'm sure they paid more attention to the scenery and the visuals more than anything else. It's always hard when it's when it's a two-parter that they leave you hanging. Uh, always like that too. She, still, always great to see the kids like that. But they showed a lot of the great pre- previews before that of the new movie. I can't wait for uh, one called uh, Cowboy and Aliens. Um, yeah, neither can we. Uh, yes, I'm dying. That sounds right up my alley, especially with Harrison Ford and Daniel Craig in it too much. So something for the female fans to enjoy. Yeah, thank you, Jen, for writing in. Thank you, Colin, for writing in. Thank you, Wayne Henderson, for writing in, and Carl, and everyone else that contributed to our feedback. I really appreciate that. Well, anything else on Facebook that we need to kind of touch on here before we uh, jet out of here today? Well, we talked a little bit about the passing of um, the the director of The Empire Strikes Back, Um, Erwin... uh, was his last name Erwin Kirshner? Yeah, yeah, Erwin Kirshner. A lot yeah. of people responded on that. Mm-hmm. And um, we obviously talk about that in the regular show quite a bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit about the Fringe. We encourage you to jet, jet into our Facebook fan page if you haven't done so and join the community. We have a lot of discussion there. Um, talked about Lex 2.0. Did you ever see Lex 2.0? No, but I've heard of it. Yeah, so I watched the first couple episodes of it. Not bad. A little mm-hmm. bit dated, but not bad. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I got distracted by Buffy. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, not a bad episode. And, um, I just said, did anyone ever watch Lex 2.0? Netflix has, has a streaming and those data. I thought for the time period, doesn't seem bad. 
And uh, Mike C. said, I really just liked the show when I first experienced it, but after watching the TV movies for the first time went into the series proper, it became a favorite of mine. Weird, wacky, ex- exploitive, exploit- exploitive, and a plain old bizarre is only half the story of Lex. Hmm. So, see, definitely uh, kind of interesting, interesting sci-fi show. But I believe that's about it. We had Thanksgiving in there, but that's about it. Great. Okay. Anything else? Uh, no, I think we covered it. No, this is great. Hey, guys, thank you so much for joining us in Sci-Fi Diner Conversations. If you want to give us your thoughts about what you're watching, you can leave your voicemail feedback. You can call us at one eight eight five zero eight four three four three, or you can just you know email an MP3 to us with your audio comments, or just send us an email. We'll be happy to read them on the show. I believe that's it, Miles. All right. Well, till next time. Good night and good luck. Thank you for joining us at the diner. Podcast. If you want to find out more about the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, please visit SciFiDinerPodcast.com where you can find show news, pictures, videos, and many other things about the Sci-Fi Diner. You can also find the Sci-Fi Diner where else, Miles? We have a Facebook fan page, and uh, we have very active discussion going on there between uh, Scott and myself and you, the listeners. So I encourage you, please uh, join our Facebook fan page, and let's talk some sci-fi. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com backslash sci-fi diner. You can find me on Twitter. That's uh, Herzog, H-E-R-T-Z-O-G. And I am uh, Son of Worf uh, at Twitter, and I also uh, on uh, Trek Space, uh, Son of Worf at Trek Space. And, Lee, and we want to hear from you. So please email us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com or call our listener line at one 508 and let us know your thoughts of what you're watching, what you like, what you don't like. We want to hear from you. 